All right. Do we want to just dive right in, or would you like a little more small chalk? To small, small chalk, small chalk, small chalk. Yeah, that's what we do around here. Uh, would you like a little more of that, or are we are we ready to rock? I'm not trying to rush you. I just I'm trying to be cognizant of the fact that you're probably sleepy. So, uh, listeners, I, I should tell you that we are recording on the night of the 29th of uh, of August, and this interesting sa- sounding fellow that's joining me today is not Mike Hurley, despite his impeccable British accent. It is actually somebody else. So hello, the slightly ill Stephen Hackett. How are you, sir? Hey, uh, like I said, slightly ill, so I apologize <laughs> for any grossness of my voice. But we're recording this today. I don't think I'm going to have a voice tomorrow. So it's like, no, we got to get this done. <laughs> well, I can still talk. Because Mike's on vacation. Uh, he was here in Memphis, and now he is at the beach. And I'm filling in for a bunch of shows. So if you listen to several Relay shows, you're going to hear me a bunch this week and next week. So sorry, I would sound progressively worse <laughs> as, as the shows go on. Uh, by the time download comes around on Thursday, I'm just going to be like scratching things out to Jason on Skype. <laughs> like Morse code, right? To do, to do, to do, to do, to do. Yeah. Uh, I don't know when you're planning on releasing this. Typically, we release Sunday. We didn't talk about this before the show. Yes. Oh, okay. Sunday. So it may Sunday. be that by the time you hear this, you will have sounded as though you've gotten sick again. Because over the course of the next few days, yeah. I'm hoping you'll get maybe a little bit worse, but I'm mostly hoping you'll get better. And then all of a sudden, this episode will drop. Why would, why would you hope I get a little worse? Well, you know what I mean. Like, like I assume you might get a smidge worse. That's terrible. But then, uh, but then hopefully you'll get better, and so you'll sound all spick and span maybe by the time download comes out, and then suddenly you're going to be back in the depths of sickness <laughs> all of a sudden. Well, I think I think listeners know there's a time shift with this show. I think they. I think they've got it. You've been doing it for three years. Happy birthday. Congratulations on three years of analog. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think of it that way, but I guess you're right. Yeah. You were our first show, first new show, because the other four had come over from uh, mm-hmm. 5 by 5 and you you had a new show. You took a chance on us. So I think about that a lot. Thank you. Yeah. Well, you know, it's my pleasure. And you took a chance on me, too, because I, you know, I, I I will always carry the burden of being the other guy on ATP forever and always. But uh, certainly back then, it was less debatable that I was the other guy or yeah, less debatable. And so uh, it was it was taking a chance on me, too. So it went both ways. But uh, yeah, we're actually going to talk about that in just a moment. But before we get there, I'd like to just spot a follow up. I have been following okay. intensely Mike's travels throughout our great nation. Well, our nation, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and so uh, I, I have, I am, un- I'm really sad to inform the listeners that as we record this show, Mike has not yet consumed John of Bleecker Street, John's of Bleecker Street pizza, and that is my favorite pizza huh. joint in the entire world. It is in New York. Uh, it is somewhat close to Chinatown, or maybe a little Italy. Well, those are next to each other, somewhere downtown in in Manhattan. I forget exactly where. Uh, it's off Bleecker. Huh. Go figure. Before I get a bunch of emails. Anyway, the point is he hasn't had it yet, and he keeps telling me, "No, no, no. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen." So, I'm going on faith that Mike will not let me down, but. It hasn't happened yet, listeners, or at least not as we've recorded this. So make sure you keep him honest. And if you casually decide to tweet just the pizza emoji to Mike, well, I will know and you will know what, what you're saying. I'm going to do it. You I'm going to do it right now. do it right now. Like, I'm on the Mac, so emoji is terrible. <laughs> but at least you can multitask. Am I right? Hey, Okay, I sent him nice. the pizza nice. emoji. This is like what you guys do to Federico, and I always feel bad about, but most of the time I usually participate in, despite feeling bad about it. Yeah, so it, it the send things to people on Twitter, I think, really started on the prompt where, maybe one of the prompt, I don't know. Some show, Matt Alexander and I were on with Mike, and I asked people to tweet at Mike what they liked on their hot dogs. Now, please don't do this <laughs> now, because he's already <laughs> suffered that wrath. 
But it was like hundreds of tweets of people like, I like mustard, I like ketchup, I like relish. You know, the sickos in the audience like mayonnaise on their, on their hot dogs. Freak shows. Yeah, that ain't right. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you like on I, the hot know, dog? I know this is blasphemous. I understand, listeners, that this is blasphemous. Uh-oh. But we have a decent hot dog joint very close to us. Don't be creepy. And they would tell you that the correct answer is either several things at once or mustard. That being said... I kind of like ketchup on my hot dog. I'm sorry. I, kinda, I know, I know. Well, so usually I'll get two hot dogs. If I go to lunch at this place, I'll get two hot dogs. One of which, chili, cheese, onion, and the other, just ketchup. Ooh. What, uh, what, what, I, I'm a okay. mustard plus relish. Uh, yeah, yeah, mustard I can't plus get behind relish, relish. I don't know what it is. I just It's not my thing. Not my jam. That's fine. That's fine. I used to, yeah, the, it's yeah, I used to feel the way that way about coleslaw, too, that I used to hate really dislike coleslaw i've come around on coleslaw but i have not yet come around on on relish that's fine you're you're evolving as a human you'll get there <laughs> this reminds me speaking of, speaking of coleslaw that we're already getting right off track uh-huh. so this is going well yeah. uh i it occurs to me that it, it disappoints me and we're actually going to talk about this later it disappoints me that um that i haven't been able to visit uh you in in memphis as yet uh, and it's funny because the closest tips of uh, Tennessee and Virginia, they they either touch or they're like extremely close to each other. I don't know that area of Virginia well at all, despite having gone to school in that neck of the woods. Uh, Tennessee does touch Virginia, doesn't it? Quietly searching, Googling the U.S. map. No, no, Kentucky. I'm sorry. Yes. You know, you do. You do. You do. Yeah. Yeah. There's a little overlap there by, uh, yeah, by yeah. Knoxville. Yeah, exactly. So, so Virginia and Tennessee are not that far away. However, Memphis is at the extreme yep. furthest corner of Tennessee from where I am. I am 10 minutes from Mississippi and 15 minutes from Arkansas, like way yeah, down exactly. in the corner. And Tennessee is a super long state. I mean, it takes eight hours to mm-hmm. drive across Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, so I bring this up because at a glance, I until I looked this up, and it was years ago now, but until I looked this up, I assumed you and I were like maybe four or five hours tops from each other. And oh, no, yeah. it's like an eight to 10 hour drive. And obviously, that really means and most likely a flight. But I, I am now getting on a tangent of my tangent of my tangent. So to pop one of the tangents, I, I am uh, I'm searching it. So it's 13 hours via I-40. Oof. 12 hours if you take I-81 North, which I've never done. And a three-hour flight from Memphis to Richmond for $366. I'm not going to buy this on the show. Oh, you should. It is. it is here, you know, See, sort of Kickstarter. The, the pro move is to buy the Richmond to Memphis flight in my name, and I, I, would, feel, I would probably feel guilty enough that I would actually figure out a way to, to <laughs> take that flight. But anyway, I bring all this up because if you remember 30 minutes ago, we were talking about coleslaw, and one of the things that I've heard about Memphis, and I've heard very many good things about Memphis, is that you guys... You seem to think you know how to do barbecue, and I would love to. Uh, I would love to try that. Yeah, I think I think uh, people like it. It's all pork here. I don't eat pork, so I don't get to uh, partake of it. But it, I know people people like it. So Mike likes it. Now is that is that a new thing? The not eating pork because I know your diet has changed kind of considerably in the last couple of years. Yeah, last couple of years. So it's fine. It's fine. We should talk about uh, these topics. There's a bunch of topics in the document. Oh, yeah. We're, we're, we're recording a podcast. Who knew? A Google Doc. Mm-hmm. Look at this. There's uh, text in here with bullets. So I, I don't know how this normally works, but a couple of days ago, I was like, Casey, please outline the show for me. 
And you did. So thank you for doing that. Yeah, no problem. Left to, left to my own devices, it would be like a few words. It, like the entire show notes for this show in terms of the document. So it's, you know, the thing that we look at, it would probably be like 15 words. But Mike has browbeat me into having a basic outline for the show. Yeah, so, it's good. So I basically just played as though I was recording with Mike, but Mike didn't have the time to do the notes. So instead of being a total diva like I usually am, I actually had to try. And uh, we, we put some topics in so let, we can dig right in. And you had talked about this a few minutes ago, but we should talk about it some more. Uh, Relay is three years old. Is that right? Three years? Three years That's as of uh, a couple weeks ago. That is absolutely bananas. How, how did that become a thing? Not really. I mean, like, how did you, like, how is it three years? That's, that's crazy. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, we've shared that story yeah. before. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. Like it, it, it's, it's three years of that. It's two years of me being independent, uh, coming up on three years of Mike being independent. It's really hard to believe. I mean, I mean, we're having fun and that makes time fly, I guess. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, Mike and I were talking the other day. We've known each other since 2010. And so we are approaching a time where we've been doing relay longer than like half the time we've known each other. Relay still feels very new to me, but that's Mm -hmm. really not the case anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like when I think about, uh, you know, how long it's been since we've been in high school or college or how, how long, how, what, what portion of my life that I've known Aaron. And I know you and you and Mary have known each other pretty much since you were newborn, but for Aaron and me, you know, we met after college or while I was, it was, I was out of college. She was still in college. And so, you know, having been together, 12 years like we're not that far away from having spent more of our lives together than apart and i think you and mary are probably yeah. comfortably in that already right that you- uh this year actually okay. so yeah it's it's just nuts how time time moves on and it's you know i don't i don't really think about relay as new but i, I don't think of it as three years old either but it's um you know i i I'm just glad we can still do it and that we're you know enjoying success and it's been it's been a great three years and there's a, a lot more to come yeah, you know, um, uh, this is this is going to be a little bit of a meandering story, but I promise it's got a point. Um, I was talking to somebody once, and it was somebody who knew, in a professional level, knew the CEO of one of America's biggest organiz- uh, 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 companies. And so okay. I'd, I'd ask that person, you know, hey, and let's call the, the CEO um, Bob. And so I'd ask this person, hey, you know, you've gotten to know Bob, right? Well, yeah, you know, as much as you know, I can in my position. Was Bob a nice guy? Oh, no. Bob is a <laughs> jerk. And so I was like, oh, that's too bad. And, and, this, and this person said, well, you know, if you think about it, you don't get to be the CEO of like a major organization or major company um, like this one without being a bit of a jerk. And I thought about that. And I've thought about that a lot. And... I I understand what this individual was saying, but one of the things that makes me happiest about Relay is that you guys, as far as I can tell, and I know you both pretty darn well, you guys are not jerks. And yet Relay, by at least some measure, has been successful. And that makes me super freaking happy. And it makes me happy that, that any individuals, but, you know, two individuals that that are just trying to to do the right thing and do right by people are still successful. Like the, you know, the, the standard, the standard uh, wisdom is that you have to be cutthroat and kind of evil in order to be successful. Yeah. And you guys are proving as far as I can tell anyway, you're, you're, you're either very good at pretending or you're proving that that's not the case. And that's, that's something to be really darn proud of. And I hope the two of you are. Oh, well, thanks man. That, that means a lot. I mean, we, 
we decided really early on that if there's ever a situation that we had to decide between, you know, like financial situation where we had to decide between making us whole and making one of our hosts whole, mm-hmm. the host was going to be made whole, right? Mm-hmm. That Relay only exists because all these amazing people show up every week and make shows and publish them on our website, right? Like it, it's it's so fundamental to, I mean, who Mike and I are, but to the company's well-being for us to treat people fairly and to... And just to be transparent, I mean, you know, we were open with the host about stuff, and I think both of us have an open door policy if people have questions, and I think that that has worked really well for us. You know, um, you know, we're not one of the largest uh, companies in the world, but we we are successful, quite successful, and I think that is because we treat people fairly and with respect. And, and Mike and I wouldn't have it any other way. I mean, that that's just. Um, it's just how we go about things, hopefully, in all aspects of our lives, not just business. But but yeah, I mean, that means a lot. And I think that I think that it pays off in these relationships we have with hosts and that we haven't we've had a few people leave over time, but but um, no, nothing real dramatic has ever happened. Like people may want like behind the scenes gossip and there just isn't any because people just get along and we hang out in Slack and and we do our shows. And I, I think that it has a real family vibe to it. And hopefully that mm-hmm. I think that comes across in the shows. I, I hope it does. Yeah, you know, in, in that sense, um, this month, the anniversary month, when we do all the member shows, that's relay.fm slash membership, uh, when we do all these shows, it seems to have been uh, maybe deliberate, maybe happenstantial that there's a lot of crossover between shows. And I love that that's where we've kind of fallen because you guys never said to us like, oh, you really need to do crossovers or anything like that. I think at most you might have said, hey, if you want, you can do a crossover, you know, that or that's yeah. not considered stiffing anyone, but right. you certainly don't have to. And I love that that these crossovers have become a thing because my it tends to be that my favorite member specials tend to be the crossovers where it's, you know, people that I, I listen to and, and that I know so intimately from their in- shows independently, but then they come together and it's just fantastic. And that even exists like outside the network. So a great example is Reconcilable Differences when they brought in uh, Dubai Friday to do a crossover. And Dubai Friday isn't on Relay, but it was still just a tremendous episode and it was so much fun. It was good. And this, we're really trying not to do a membership pitch, but I enjoy those too, and I think it's because people just want to work with with yeah with each other, mm-hmm. right? Like it, it is um, it's an opportunity to work with people you don't normally work with. So like I recorded a member episode of Presentable with Jeff Veen this morning, and you know I've I've talked to Jeff, we've known him for a couple of years, but it's the first time I've done a show with him, and it, it was delightful. I was like, you know, it, it gives everybody the opportunity to do something new, and I think that's fun. Yeah, yeah, it's super cool. So, so coming back to the things we actually plan to talk about. Yes, uh, this is an obvious question, but I can't help but ask. And this is the feelings show, so I feel like it's a reasonable place to ask it. Uh, where did where do you feel like you expected to be at this point? So, if I asked Stephen of three years ago, you know, what's it going to look like in twenty seventeen? Where did where do you think you expected to be? So to kind of kick you off, uh, do you think did you think you would have more shows than you do now? Do you think that that you would have fifty or a hundred shows, or do you think you would be about where we are the, the network is definitely bigger than i i foresaw oh yeah mm-hmm. as far as the number of shows and mm-hmm. number of people um that's fine like I, we love them all but it's just it's grown more in that way than i thought it would i think i also thought it would take you know at least two years to go independent with it and and the fact that i right now i'm, I'm roughly celebrating my two-year anniversary of, of indie life um that that blows my mind almost a little bit more mm-hmm. that uh that we that you know we're, we're celebrating that as well. Um, there's a question in the chat room about scale. 
you know, we've got 30-ish shows right now. And that feels kind of like the upper capacity with where we are staffing-wise right now. Um, and with, with Mike and I, we have an administrative assistant who works part-time for us. And like we can manage 30, um, really because most shows don't need a lot of managing. But I feel like it, it's it's something that we think about if we want to go to 40 at some point, you know, what does that look like? Um, and and, and we're, we've addressed some of that scale with the technology as well. So we just did a redesign of the website, and a, a huge part of that redesign was – uh, the site worked great when we had five podcasts, but it really sucked when we had thirty. It's like, okay, how do we, how do we rethink the website to make it work more efficiently with with more shows? And that is um, that's something that uh, it has taken some time, but totally worth it. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And and you brought it up um, uh, about having employees, so you have a part time person. Do you do, did you expect to have anyone at this point, and and do you think that you might have more sometime soon without really tipping your hat any more than you're comfortable? I mean, we started talking about it a year ago, and so uh, at least at that point, you know, I knew it was coming. We spoke about that um, every August. Mike comes to Memphis, and we sort of have a, a a retreat, and and that's that's something that came out of last year of like, what does a a part time administrative assistant look like, and. Um, we're so blessed with the person that we've that we found. She's incredible and just super helpful and like great to get along with. And we've been we've been great. And so I think we would look at um, you know expanding what she does before bringing someone else on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's definitely opportunity for that. And you know, Mike and I have been talking some recently about you know how how do we get away from relay a little bit to like spend some time on some other things. And I do more of that than he does. Um, and so that's something we're kind of thinking about now of like. You know, if things are a little more self-sufficient, you know, what does it look like if I only work 50 hours a week instead of 60? uh, It's not quite that bad anymore, but it was for a long time. And so we're kind of thinking more succinctly this year about not only work-life balance, but like work side project balance. Because Mike has stuff he wants to do. um, And I've got stuff that I already do that I want to expand and do more of. uh, But I need to do that in a way that's responsible because Relay is my first concern when it comes to work. Yeah. It's interesting to me to think like, if everything goes perfectly according to plan, it would not be unreasonable for you guys to be relatively hands off on relay in maybe five or 10 years. Right. And, and, and maybe even concentrate on like five twelve pixels for you or, or, the, or the YouTube channel for Mike. And that's, I'm not trying to say that you would like give up on relay or anything like that, but it, no, it, no. it's, it's not an unreasonable conclusion to come to or not conclusion, but that, that implies finality, but you know, uh, not an unreasonable uh, future to say that you guys are only putting in half time on relay or something like that because you've built this machine that, like you said, takes care of itself. And that's wild to think about. And who knows if that'll that'll ever happen or if you want it to happen. But it's 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 bananas to think that it hypothetically could happen. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if we'd ever want to go that far with it. Um, I think it's just more about having some some bandwidth because uh, because we do love it and we. Um, we always want to make our shows and, and, you know, we, we both care about it deeply, but I think it's just more about like, you know, what would it look like if I have 10 hours of work week to focus on, on something else? Or, you know, what would it look like if I could, if I could spend a, you know, a day a week on the YouTube channel or something else? And, um, and not necessarily to like, um, you know, to, to break away from relay, but just to have something else. Sure, right. I think sure. that it's really important for creatives, um, really, I think, and, and nerds, you know, to, to have, uh, to have a side project. I mean, every nerd I know has something they do on the side. Maybe it's paid and maybe it's not. But I think that's just like a really important part of like our makeup as as people who create things or who build things. And I think it's just kind of addressing that a little bit. 
Yeah, that that completely makes sense. Uh, to come back to what I was, you know, starting to talk about a little bit ago, where did you expect to be at this point? Um, you've already spoken about work life balance, which I want I wanted to, to to talk to you about. But is that coming? I mean, you you kind of implied a moment ago that that's coming back under control. Do you feel like you're getting to a manageable spot at this point? Yeah, yeah, totally. And when we first started, I worked a lot. Of, I've spoken about that before, but it is uh, it's definitely coming into balance now. Uh, even though I'm doing more podcasts than ever. Uh, we've with um, with the help that we've brought on, you know, having some some breathing room has been good. Mm. So, yeah, it's, you know, I I think most weeks I'm working, I don't track my time anymore, but uh, I'm definitely working over 40 hours a week, but it's not drastically over like it was the first year of of indie life. Uh, And especially before I went indie, right? I had had a nine to five and relay. I mean, that was just like bonkers town. Uh, So it is coming into into um, into line like this summer. Uh, I, I took, uh, basically every other Friday off just to have like a family trip day or like go do something with the kids for a few hours mm. and, uh, cause they were out of school and now that they're back in school, I'm sort of getting used to the the rhythm of like a normal work week again, which has been really good. And all of a sudden I have all this more time cause I'm working, uh, you know, all Fridays again, but, uh, I'm trying to be more aware of that this year. Yeah. Do you plan on having any larger vacations. I know that uh, it's unfair to characterize this month of Mike's in, in August as a vacation because, you know, as an example, he spent a week with you and we'll talk more about that in a minute. But do you plan on having any longer vacations, either just the two of you guys or all of you guys? And by that, I mean you and Mary, not you and Mike. Yeah. <laughs> so I travel with Mike every couple of months. But uh, yeah, yeah. So we, we, we did that last year. Um, it really wasn't in the cards this year for a couple of reasons, but we did, we did instead, we did like a bunch of like day stuff with the kids out of town. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And and next year, you know, we'll, we'll go to uh, London together for the wedding and, and hopefully do some stuff, uh, outside of that as well. It's just tricky with three kids and like, we've totally buried the lead here. We're going to talk about your baby later on in the show. (laughs) So if you're like, come on, talk to the baby, talk about the baby, we will get there. Uh, Casey put the outline together. I can't control this. No, this is true. I did put that toward the end, so that you can blame me on that. Yeah. One. So it's a it's a it's a tease. Uh, so so Mary and I will go to to London. You know, next whenever next year that is. I'm trying to protect operational security. Right. Right. Is right. it even in London? Who knows? Yeah. No one knows. Well, I mean, wherever the wedding is, yeah, wherever it when, may be. when or when or wherever the wedding is in space time, we'll be there. The the rumor I heard, and I probably shouldn't share this on the podcast, but the rumor I heard is that it's probably going to be in Wembley, probably on New Year's Eve. So just keep that in mind. Yeah. Matt Alexander's doing a good job of planning all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Um, <laughs> it, it is very, it is very uh, tacky in American society to talk money. So I'm going to ask you just qu- qualitatively, not quantitatively, if things are going okay, like you dig know, out my tax return. Yeah. Here. Right? Can you go down to the penny and tell me how much you earned last year? No, but things are going okay financially. Yeah, totally. Totally are. And uh, uh, I mean, I still work really hard, but uh, we a lot of a lot of that pressure has been taken off now. Where we're we're making good money and, and paying the bills, and uh, and so yeah, that's been that's been really good. And, and the way relay structured, you know, say that something crazy were to happen to the podcast market, uh, which I don't think it will. Um, but if it were, we would see that coming uh, in our ad sales. So it's not like we're ever going to wake up one day and we stop making money, right? Uh, the way we sell in advance and everything. So. So yeah, Relay is definitely financially stable. It's growing. Uh, we're bigger this year than we were last year. And, uh, and yeah, that, that's all I can ask of it. That, that's super awesome. So um, tell me about, uh, to the best that you can, because obviously there are some state secrets, but what are the priorities for Relay for this upcoming year? I mean, I know <laughs> I know that a common theme I've heard when I've asked you or Mike about this, both privately and publicly, 
is you know working on diversity and i'm not saying that that is done by any means but and i know yeah, that you guys not, are you, not done and i know you guys have a have a strong eye toward that but the you know just again to kind of cue this off um or kick this off you know diversity is probably is obviously still a priority but are there any others that you can share publicly that are interesting that are that are relay priorities not necessarily Stephen priorities yeah, diversity is always the top of the list. If you look at our at our people page on the website, it, it is not where we want it to be. Uh, it, it's getting there. We're making progress, but there's a lot of progress left to be made. Is this something we always think about bringing on new shows, a new host? Uh, that that is always something that that is um, uh, in the conversation, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, past that, I would say I would say really, there's not necessarily a new goal for 2018. I think it is very much a um, a continuation of what we've done in 2017. And by that, I mean, you know, not 2017 has, has had slower, uh, addition of new podcasts than 2016 did. Mm-hmm. Uh, that will continue to be the case. You know, we're not looking at adding, you know, 10 or 20 shows next year. Uh, actually for the first time in a long time, we don't have anything active in the pipeline, uh, which feels a little weird, but, uh, <laughs> but kind of nice. And so I really, I think it's about just continuing to fine tune the machinery of relay. You know, one thing we're looking at, uh, that's really squarely on my plate is we, we got the redesign done on the website, um, people may not know this. We we have our cus- a custom CMS that runs Relay.fm. Uh, we're going to spend some time in the next year of uh, updating some of that and making it easier to use for some users. Uh, there's a, there's a list of things that people you know host one out of it, and we're, we're going to start checking those off. Um, and it's really kind of getting the CMS itself, our, our sort of technology stack, um, uh, where we want it a little bit more. Some of that happened with the redesign. Most of it was backend stuff. Uh, but that's going to be a, a priority for me of, of kind of getting the CMS in the shape that we want it and, and sort of have it um, thinking about the CMS more as a product, not that we would sell it or license it necessarily, uh, but just treating it more like an asset than it is. And, and that's something that, that uh, I'm going to spend you know a fair amount of time on in the next year. Yeah, I think that makes perfect sense. Um, I was talking with a friend of mine uh, earlier today about – uh, some local companies, one of which has uh, this just absolutely ancient stack that that has been around for like 20 years and it's ridiculous. And it's one of those things where I don't think they intended by any means to to come up with this completely ancient set of systems that runs their entire their entire business. But nevertheless, this is where they are because they just didn't keep a constant eye on it. So I think that makes absolutely perfect yeah. sense for you guys to keep to keep paying attention to it, keep iterating, keep making it better. And just and, and I agree with you, even if you never, ever license it or anything like that, just treating it like a product, I think, is extremely, extremely wise. For so long, we just sort of just updated as we needed it to be updated and, and, um, different shows and different hosts have requested different things. It's been under development, but it's going to be a real sort of like unified focus for next year. And uh, I'm excited about that. We work with a great developer, work with a great designer and it's, uh, it's going to be fun. The web redesign was a lot of fun. It was a a ton of work. We worked on it nine months from like day one to launching it, but it's, it's something that, uh, was totally worth it. Yeah, I completely understand, and it does look great. Uh, what are your What are your priorities for this year? A minute ago, I said I don't want to know about Stephen's priorities. Now I do. What are <laughs> What are your priorities for next year? What if I tell you after I read an ad? Uh, the, you know Ooh. that is that is a smart boy. Move. This is why I you're am the professional. Professional. Mm-hmm. That's right. This episode of Analog is brought to you by Squarespace. Enter the offer code Feels. 
which is the best offer code of any show. <laughs> offer the enter the offer code feels at checkout for ten percent off your first purchase. Make your next move with Squarespace. They let you easily create a website for your next idea with a unique domain, award-winning templates, and much more. Maybe you want to create an online store or a portfolio for your photography, or maybe you want a, a blog. You want to be the next Casey Lesson blog all day. Squarespace <laughs> is the all-in-one platform that lets you do that. There's nothing to install. You don't have to worry about server patches and what version of PHP you're running. No upgrades are needed. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff. They simply have it covered. They have award-winning 24-7 customer support if you need help. It lets you quickly and easily go in and grab a unique domain name. And all those templates are beautifully designed. And they're all responsive. They work great uh, from an iPhone all the way up to a big iMac. We use uh, Squarespace at Relay for our online store and blog. There's a link in the show notes to a blog post that we posted with Squarespace. Uh, and it makes it super easy to manage all that. I don't have to worry about running an e-commerce platform. Squarespace just handles it all. Their plans start at just $12 a month, but you, friend, you can start a trial with no credit card required by going to squarespace.com. And when you decide to sign up, use the offer code FEELS at checkout to get 10% off your first purchase and to show your support of this show, Analog. We thank Squarespace for their support of this show and Relay FM. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website. So my goal, uh, my goals for 2018, I think like Relay, they're... I think they're pretty in line with 2017. Uh, you know, we talked a little bit about wanting to do more side stuff. For me, that is, uh, it's pushing into the, my YouTube channel a little bit more. I've been publishing a video about once every five or six weeks. I want to increase that in 2018 uh, to maybe every two to three weeks. Um, I want to branch that that channel out a little bit from just Apple history, which is where it started, which is no surprise to anyone who knows me, <laughs> but uh, into more sort of general tech and like general Apple stuff. And, and spend a little more time there. Uh, and honestly, I just want to spend some time uh, some time off this year. You know, you talked about vacation and stuff, and I didn't get to do much of that this year. Um, and just having some downtime with the family, with the kids, is something that I'm, I'm, I'm working toward in 2018. Yeah, I, I think that sounds excellent and makes a lot of sense. Um, speaking of vacations, kind of, uh, you guys had your Relay anniversary get-together uh, just a couple of weeks ago, I believe. We did. And this is what you were talking Crazy about. Party. Right? Crazy party. Crazy party, man. It's, yeah. it's, it's, so this is when uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is when you and Mike get together. I think I might have just killed Steve and everyone. This is when you and Mike uh, get together. Mike comes out to uh, Memphis, and you guys hang out for about a week. And, and I wanted to talk about this, because I've spoken to both of you about this independently just a smidge, but I've never really kind of dug in and, and heard a lot about it. So, um, I was curious to hear, especially since I have you here with me, you know, what do you, what do you get out of it? And I mean that both the Royal you of like relay as a company of you and Mike as both friends and, and coworkers and co-founders, but, but more than anything else, I mean, I mean you as in Steven, like, what do you get out of, out of that week together? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, Mike's one of my, one of my best friends. Um, and, we we see each other we see each other this year it's been about every two months every three months and that's been really great but usually when we see each other it's at a conference or a pin show or both like in Chicago in October we're doing uh, two live shows and attending a conference so when we see each other generally it is very work focused and we may be able to steal some time away. Uh, for friendship stuff, but it can be hard, right? Because you're running around and hosting an event or doing meetups or whatever. It can just be really busy. And so for us, it's really a time to uh, sort of uh, retreat a little bit and spend some time together as friends. Um, and then we generally spend a day. So, so in, in the months leading up to the trip, we have a doc and we just are throwing things in there that we want to cover. 
And so it may be like, hey, we need to talk about this insurance thing, or hey, we need to look at this spreadsheet, or hey, we need to, you know, do revenue projections for the next year, or whatever it is. Last year, you know, what does an admin assistant look like? Uh, and so, we, you know, we'll spend a day or, or two days um, going through that and really being like heads down on uh, the business planning side of things. And, you know, we could do that over Skype or, or um, you know, FaceTime or whatever, but it's just really nice to do it uh, together. And, and it's something that we really um, value. And a lot of good stuff has come out of these retreats uh, over the years. And it's something that I think we'll always do. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. So is there anything specific that you get out of it other than just having time with your friend, which I don't mean to downplay, like that's important, yeah, yeah. but, but is there anything else that you feel like you get that's very specific to that week? Um, I mean, I think that's definitely the, the biggest thing, you know, we'll usually we'll do a meetup in Memphis. So I get to, you know, see some Memphis nerds oh, and yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. but, mm-hmm. um, we went to a mini golf place and drove go-karts and stuff. Uh, uh, this year. So jealous. Like, I, I hand on heart, like 15 people showed up. It was awesome. I hand on heart. I really kicked around. I know I've said this like 15 times, but I really did get to the point of like looking at flights and kicking around the idea of just yes. showing up to that, which would have been Should amazing. Have. And it would have been possibly worth it just to see Mike drive in a, well, not an automobile, but a, a car-like thing because... He, he wasn't very good. Yeah. Wasn't if bad. you recall, listeners, Mike has never really had a reason to have a driving license or driver's license, as we would call it. So um, I can't imagine he's behind, been behind the wheel of go-karts or anything else like that very often. Yeah. So I'm sure it was hilarious to watch. Yeah. He was, he was at the back of the pack. So <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. Uh, no, it was a lot of fun. And so it's just a, it's just a fun week because it is a mix of you know work and and hanging out. And, uh, this year, you know, we did it in my studio. And so, you know, I put a second desk out here, which I've been using for video shoots, but it's also Mike's desk when he's here, which is fun. Aww. So I'll go over there now. It's covered in boxes, but it'll be clean again <laughs> later. So you would say you, you had said a minute ago, it's like a day or two of like really, really heads down work. And then the rest of it is mostly hanging out. I mean, obviously this isn't like, you know, yeah. it's super specific, but just vaguely it's a couple of days of work, a couple of days of play. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we're, all, we're all, I mean, we all have shows to record, right? So like every day, like we were in the studio, either he was recording or I was recording. So we have mm-hmm. all the regular work to do. Sure. But yeah, it's it's we spend a couple of days sort of like heads down on the planning stuff, uh, and that you know that can be an intense time. But it's 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 really useful, and I think it's something that you know a lot of co-founders work together physically, and so you just kind of always have that. Right. And because we don't, we have to like create that environment, and uh, it works really well. Do your Kids and, and does your family, does does Mary, do they all look forward to it? Because I, I oh, don't yeah. think that Mike would be perturbed if, if if he found out, or which he probably will, that I told you that he always mentions how excited he is to see the family as well. And it's not just you, it's the whole family. And so are they, do they look forward to, I don't know if you call him Uncle Mike or Mr. Mike or whatever the case may be, do, <laughs> do they look forward to him coming Sir in? Hurley, it's yeah. very formal. <laughs> yeah, no, they totally, the kids totally look forward to it. Mary looks forward to it. I mean, he stays with us. He was in our spare our spare bedroom uh, this year. Uh, so he, he learned how early you wake up when you have small children <laughs> who are in school. Uh, that's coming your way in a couple years, buddy. Oh, yeah. But um, so, yeah, it's, it's definitely a good family time. And, you know, there were a couple of evenings where, you know, uh, I'd, get, I'd be getting ready for bed or whatever and come out and, you know, he and Mary are talking about stuff and, uh, and they're, they're friends as well. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's just a fun... Uh, it's a fun time for the whole family. And, you know, my, my parents always want to see him and the people in Memphis who want to see him. And so it's always a, a good time. That's so awesome. Uh, will this ever be an open invitation to all the hosts, sir? <laughs> <laughs> we've talked we, you know, we, uh, we've talked about that. Uh, Jason has come out before. Yeah, I mean, I think that's always a, a possibility. I think that we'd want to ensure we still have, you know, that sort of time on the mountaintop, if you will. Sure, sure. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think we want to do something that is more relaxed for hosts who can make it. And, you know, a lot of our hosts... 
most of our hosts have day jobs, right? So that it, it's, it can be a big ask. So we try to sort of make that happen at WWDC, you know, with our meetup or, or you know, some other organized thing. If you're a host and you're in town, you know, come hang out. And uh, and usually that works out a little bit better because people are already there. You know, it's a big sure. ask if you have a nine to five. Like, hey, come to Memphis, which is super expensive to fly in and out of uh, to come hang out for a week. So I do think there's opportunities to do more of that together. Um, and uh, I think hopefully we can figure some of that out in, in the next year. Well, uh, just for the record, if Relay stumbles upon, you know, unbelievable riches, perhaps because everyone yeah. listening signs up to be a member at Relay.fm slash membership, right. uh, if you would like to fund my trip to Memphis, I, I, <laughs> I will suffer through and I, I will show up. So uh, just let uh, me know now. You're always welcome, Casey. Mm-hmm. Always. Uh, I... I think you've made this joke numerous times in the past, but since you haven't made it yet tonight, I'll steal it from you. Really, the right answer is I just need to put myself into a, a FedEx box. And, FedEx box. And yeah. surely I will just end up there by happenstance, if no other it's, reason. It's way cheaper to ship yourself in a box. Uh, that has downsides, <laughs> right? So there's a, there's an XKCD comic. We'll put it in the show notes. Uh, online package tracking. And it's oh, like, yeah, yeah. still in Memphis. Refresh. Still in Memphis. <laughs> and so like, when the iPhones come out here in a couple weeks, you know, mine will be in Memphis on hold for four days or something uh, before it uh, actually ships. It's like I can go to the airport and get it. It's not far from my house, but it's just sitting there waiting for me. Oh God, that must be so infuriating. <laughs> it is. It's 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 a real, it's a real thing. You know, it, it, since we're uh, this, since this is a show of tangents, I, I will now in, enter one uh, as well. One of the things that's super frustrating for me when I when I receive a brand new iPhone, and this is you know the firstest world problem, but w- but one of the things that's frustrating is. I'll see the thing and I'll, you know, a lot of my friends will get like shipping notices or they'll get tracking numbers and eventually like the, the, their phones will start moving and I'm making this up, but let's say it's on like a Wednesday. Right. And my phone, I have heard nothing. And then like the day before or, or something like that, I'll finally get the tracking number and it'll be still sitting in China on like the Thursday, you know, it's supposed to yeah. arrive at my, at my desk on Friday. It's like Thursday and it's still in China and granted their way ahead of us if i'm not mistaken because of the dateline and time zones and whatnot but it it just creeps me out that i have that this thing's coming from the other side of the world and it's the day before and it hasn't moved yet and yet every time knock on wood every time it does show up but i i bring this up to say that's infuriating knowing it's across the planet from me the day before it's supposed to show up i can't imagine how infuriating it is to know it's you know 10 15 20 30 minutes away from you for days days yeah just hanging out waiting <laughs> uh, they're upside chilling. so you know oh, sometimes amazon amazon stuff shows up like same day and it shouldn't but mm-hmm. yeah there, there's there's pros and cons but but yeah new iphone man it's coming so soon are you gonna upgrade we're talking about tech for a minute are you gonna buy a new phone uh, yeah so i yes. i i have somehow angled my way into uh both giving myself and getting permission from Aaron to do annual upgrades for the last couple of years. And, uh, and so I, I don't remember when this started. I think it was the six. So I got a six S when I theoretically shouldn't have. And I, and I'm using a seven now, um, because I used to be on a two year cycle, like most of America before then. And so, yeah, so this, this year I plan to do it again. I will probably pay for it in the figurative sense. Uh, when I explained to Aaron that the iPhone eight pro or whatever they're going to call it is, you know, $1,500 or something like that but gonna you be know expensive. oh it's gonna hurt but you know the thing of it is is that you know some of some of our mutual friends uh buy laptops on a monthly basis hi marco uh and some of us don't really buy laptops or computers ever 
Uh, and then some yeah. of us buy old ones on a weekly basis. Hi, Stephen. Huh. Uh, for me, I, I mean, I I don't feel like I I spend extravagantly on tech stuff. You know, I do when I when I do buy something, I'll I'll do it all the way. But I mean, I bought the iMac at the beginning of 2016. I bought the MacBook Adorable uh, a few months ago after WWDC, and and that's really it. So yeah. I don't feel like I'm that uh, egregious or aggressive about it. And this is you know this is my one. This is my one vice that I yeah. allow myself, so to speak, I allow myself to get an iPhone every year. Are you, I assume you're going for the for the iPhone eight plus. You're gonna you're gonna skip the iPhone eight Pro and go for the iPhone eight plus plus. You know, I think there's only gonna be one size of the Pro. Yeah, uh, I think you're right. If the rumors have it, so I would do that because uh, I would rather have new hotness. But you know, we'll see. We're gonna spend way too much money. Um, <laughs> but we can we can help pay for those thanks to our sponsors. We can. And this episode is brought to you by Linode. Linode helps you get a server set up in seconds with fast and powerful hosting. Their tools are easy to understand. It lets you choose your resources and Linux distro, giving you the power and flexibility that you need for your application. Linode plans start just $5 a month for a Linux server with 1 gig of RAM in their Linode cloud. Linode has over 400,000 customers who are all serviced by their friendly 24-7 support team. You can email them, call them, or even chat them over IRC if you're old like Casey. <laughs> and if you need help, if you need help, they're there for you. Their, their control panel is beautifully designed with a focus on ease and simplicity. It allows you to deploy, boot, resize, and clone in just a few clicks. And they have comprehensive guides and support documentation to teach you everything you need to know for setting up and managing your virtual servers. So if you're like me and don't necessarily want to talk to support, they have really good documentation. They feature two-factor authentication to keep your accounts safe. You can create snapshot images of your disk volumes to keep your data safe with backup and replication. Linode is the full package for your server infrastructure needs. They have the power you require as well as the infrastructure and assistance you want. Linode has fantastic pricing options available. Like I said, you can get a server with a gig of RAM for just $5 a month, or you can max it out go all the way to 16 gigs of RAM for just 60 a month. And across the board, Linode are offering twice the amount of RAM you'll get elsewhere. As a listener of this show, if you sign up at linode.com slash analog, you'll not only be supporting us, but you'll get $20 towards any Linode plan. And with a seven-day money-back guarantee, there's nothing to lose. So go to linode.com slash analog to learn more, sign up, and take advantage of that $20 credit, or use the promo code analog2017 at checkout. Thank you so much to Linode for their support of this show and FM. So I think uh, we've waited long enough, and I think we should give the listeners what they want. We should talk about the family. So tell me, how's Josiah? Uh, good. Uh, the kids are all good. Uh, you know, school school is back, so that's our focus right now, uh, which is good. Um, he, uh, yeah, he's doing he's doing really well. So he, uh, for listeners who don't know, we'll put a link in the show notes to episode five. I believe that's right. Yeah, four. It was an early was episode five. of Analog. Uh, where we talked about about it um, and, and his it is five his, yeah his his background and history uh, we won't get all into it here but he, he's doing really well um, but like I said it's back to school season uh, so that the older two are in school uh, our youngest Jude is just a couple weeks older than Declan so he's still running around the house destroying things all day um, <laughs> but uh, it's, it's 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 nice to have the routine of the school year back but you know I, I miss him during the day too yeah, I can totally understand that. Uh, quick aside, if you happen to be a new listener to the show, um, 
and you haven't heard episode five of this very program, I would not say it's the happiest podcast episode I've ever done, but yeah. uh, without without any snark or hyperbole, it may be the podcast episode that I am most proud of across any show I've ever recorded ever. And oh, man. it was it was extremely therapeutic and cathartic and terrible to record if that makes any sense at all but uh it is worth your time to listen to and uh if you haven't heard it listener i I do recommend it but it's like it's one of those things where you kind of have to be in the right headspace so make sure you're you're going to be okay with with having something intense to listen to but if you are it's it's heavy duty it is certainly heavy duty but if you are it's it's a really great episode uh how is it having uh josiah and allison in in the same grade because they are right yeah they're they're both in the same grade so the the school we're at you know it's public school it's pretty big and so they are you know they have different teachers they're like different parts of the building even so that they see each other at lunch and stuff Mm -hmm. um uh, and interact a little bit, but you know they they have their own sort of lives at school, separate from each other, which is good. They spend a lot of time together. It's good to have some identity apart from your siblings. It is kind of nice because we only have to worry about like one set of events. So like, okay, it's like second grade dance night or whatever. We don't have to then go do <laughs> first grade dance night the next week or something. So sure. we, we sort of get to consolidate some stuff because they're in the same grade, which is it's a life hack really to have your kids <laughs> uh, in, the, in the same grade. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, how far apart are they though in terms of age? Uh, almost two years. I okay. mean, so, so, uh, you know, Josiah is, is, is back a grade, but, um, yeah, I think two years ish. Okay. So it would have worked I blacked out. out there. For, I blacked out there for like four years. So, <laughs> yeah, geez, why? Uh, so it, it seems like they would have been about a grade apart because yeah. of their respective birthdays. I got you. Okay. Yeah. 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 They're close together. All right. And uh, what's going on with my boy Jude? And I say he's my boy only because, you know, like you said earlier, he and Declan are roughly the same age. So yeah, what's, just what's a couple weeks in, apart. Yeah. What's new in his world? You know, probably the same stuff that's new in Declan's world. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I said, destroying things, uh, deciding that he doesn't want to nap anymore and oh, being terrible no. those days. Oh, no. Yeah. We've avoided that so far. Yeah. It's, it's coming, buddy. Uh, oh, no, it's great. Gosh. And it's it's fun to have just him. But, uh, you know, he misses his brother and sister when it's time for school, which is, mm-hmm. which is fun. Mm-hmm. You know, he, uh, starting around lunch, he's like, can we go get, go get them? I was like, no, not yet. They're still in school <laughs> for a couple hours. Um, oh man, I can imagine. Yeah. Uh, out of curiosity. So we just this week moved Declan from crib to toddler bed, which is to yeah. say that, um, instead of being in a situation where he really shouldn't be climbing out himself and for whatever reason, Declan, I guess he was a weirdo, but never really attempted to climb out of his crib. Almost yeah. every child. A lot child. of kids try to escape. Right, <laughs> right. Right, exactly. And for whatever reason, he was content to be in it. And but we just felt like it was time and we were trying to get um, we're trying to get some of these bigger changes accomplished before uh, anything new happens. Not that we have anything on the horizon. But um, anyway, we try we, we converted him to a toddler bed. And out of curiosity, have you done that yet for Jude? Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so there's people in the to- in the chat room are asking what's a toddler bed. It's like an adult bed that's super tiny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> actually, adorable. basically, it, it basically what it amounts to is uh, where he couldn't safely climb out of a crib. He can very, very safely get get down off of his bed, yeah. his toddler bed. And just like Stephen said, it's it's basically like a tiny adult bed you know like when you go to a uh like a bass pro shops or something like that and they have like the little tiny tents 
you know, it's sort yes. of kind of like that, right? <laughs> That's you know? hilarious. Yeah. Uh, but, but anyway, but yeah, so we did that conversion this week and so far, um, he has not climbed out when he wasn't supposed to. <laughs> However, it's good. Uh, this week, th- just this morning, uh, as a matter of fact, he, we were, Aaron and I were talking, we were about to go into his room to get him. And he has a little, um, like, uh, when, uh, 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 not an alarm clock, but a, a clock that lights up very bright when it's okay to get out of bed or be awake or whatever. And we used that for a long time because we didn't want him calling out to us like mommy, daddy, mommy, daddy, you know, when it's six in the morning or what have you. Well, today we were talking and literally within moments about to go into his room to get him up. And all of a sudden I heard a click and I thought, oh, that's weird. But I didn't realize what it was. And then we hear like shuffling in the hallway and sure enough, the light had come on and he had <laughs> taken it upon himself to come and find us which uh, he waited yeah. for the light so i'm happy with that that's good but, but it really was good. uh it was it was different it was something new and wild that you know he took it upon himself to just get out of bed yeah oh yeah so we turned this in jude actually like a year ago because we moved mm, okay there was one when they were like the crib was in like a thousand pieces sure 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 and the toddler bed was in one piece like oh we'll just set this up in his room for a couple nights and then build the you know build the crib tomorrow or whatever and he did really well with it so we just did him early. Most kids can't do it that early, I think. Yeah. Uh, well, but he also but, has older siblings too, which makes everything happen yeah. quicker from what I gather. Yeah. And he shares a room uh, with, with Allison. So he's, you know, he, he knows what the deal is. Yeah. That makes sense. Is he still using a pacifier? Did he ever use a pacifier? Uh, he never did. So, uh, uh, oh, yeah, we, we dodged that bullet, thankfully. Yeah, Declan's really good about it uh, in general, so he never really has it when he's awake, but it is definitely still a sleepy time crutch, and yeah. I think that's next on the list is to get rid of that. So the two, so the three big priorities we had remaining like in the near term were toddler bed, which we've mostly checked off, uh, Passy, which we haven't even started yet, and he is pretty well, he's pretty much potty trained during the day, but we haven't touched either nap or sleep or, you know, nighttime sleep potty training yet. Yet, and that really scares me because <laughs> I don't know what we're going to do about that. Yeah, you're going to have some uh, bad nights, but you know, <laughs> it's he'll get the hang of it. Yeah, is Jude already all done on that too? Mostly, oh, uh, man, good mostly. For you guys. Yeah, you'll learn. This is our segue that when your second shows up, they do things much faster. I think is a rule of thumb. Uh, maybe because you already have other kids, so you're yeah. ready to do it. Or mm-hmm. they see, oh, my brother doesn't do this. Why would I do it? Sure. To open this, my deepest congratulations well, thank to you. you and Aaron. Uh, there's a blog post. So you don't know what we're talking about. There's a blog post in the show notes. Casey and Aaron are expecting a second child. Uh, you posted this August 17th, 2017. And Mike's first words to me after, look at this, was, uh, no, you get to do the analog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was not deliberate. And actually, uh, Aaron and I, uh, hand on heart, Aaron and I spoke about this. Um, so we, we did a soft open on the, uh, that is a terrible way to describe this, but, uh, we did a soft open on the pregnancy announcement in the sense that, uh, Aaron announced it on like Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. Uh, it's the, like a public beta. Yeah. Right. Really. Uh, uh, she, she announced it, uh, the day before I did. And, and not to say that, that, that that's not as significant as me, but she just doesn't have as many people, you know, that follow her and stuff that sure. I, as I do. And so, uh, this was, I don't remember, I guess the, the night of the 16th, which was a Wednesday. Yeah, I, I saw it. I saw it on Instagram. I was like, Hey, look at that. Yeah. And so, uh, so we announced on the night of the 16th and, um, and we talked about it that night before, before she said anything. And I, and I said to her, like, 
oh man, I, I wonder what this is going to mean for analog. Cause the next one I'm supposed to record is supposed to be just with Steven. And, and what we concluded was out of respect for Mike, you know, I, I need to talk to Mike. This is Aaron and I that concluded it. I needed to talk to Mike and say, Hey, listen, you know, obviously the, the, the most obvious thing to talk about on the next episode of analog is this news, but Hey Mike, right. you know, if you want me to hold on to that so you can talk about it, then, then seriously, I'm happy to do it. And he said, no, no, no you know, it makes perfect sense for you to talk to Steven about it. You're both parents, you know, he'll have a lot of good insight about it. It, it, it in some ways may make the show even better than if I did it. So absolutely do it. So uh, many, many thanks to Mr. Mike Hurley uh, for, for both accidentally and deliberately stepping aside. So you and I can, uh, can talk about this a little bit, but yes, Aaron is pregnant. Um, she is 21 weeks at this point. I believe that's right. Um, so she is, out of the um the 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 very big danger zone you so you know the first trimester which is the first 12 weeks is when they say you really shouldn't tell anyone you're pregnant because you never know you know what's going to happen after 12 weeks you're still not a hundred percent out of the woodwork but it's better and at about 20 you know well you're never really out of the woodwork until the baby's born but at about 20 the the risk seems and i'm not a doctor by any means but the risk seems to go down (laughs) quite a bit in that usually if you hit 20 weeks usually it's reasonably clear sailing until the birth in which case that's everything all bets are off and everything goes out the window yeah i definitely understand the wanting to wait uh we yeah we had a a miscarriage after we told our parents and some other people Mm. including the kids oh Uh, no it was brutal oh no Uh, so i I definitely under understand that i think that's i think that's wise um but anyway so let's get into this uh a a little bit um so looking through your blog post um on your uh your site here uh, you guys went through similar circumstances Mm -hmm. as, as last time yeah you know it was funny because when Declan was born, so sort of very briefly recap, um, Aaron and I went on our baby moon, which if you've not heard of that, it's kind of the colloquialism for kind of a honeymoon before you have a, your first kid, right? So usually yeah. usually couples will go on some sort of big trip um, right before they start getting serious about trying to have a kid. And so we went on our baby moon in 2010, and coincidentally, we went to London, but this was before I knew Mike. And uh, we went, well, we went to London and Paris. And we didn't have Declan until 2014, because it took us that long to finally conceive. And, you know, we tried for a couple of years, just us, we tried, um, uh, you know, various increasing levels of, of active involvement. You know, at first, it was just, oh, you know, do what couples do and hope the timing works out. And then it was, oh, do what couples do, but maybe start taking ovulation prediction kits. And then it was, oh, do what couples do, but maybe start tracking Aaron's basal body temperature. And then eventually, you know, she looked at me and said, no, I I think we need help. I think we need to talk to a professional and talk to a doctor. And so we did that. This is all Declan. And so we did that and we, we had nine months of fertility help coincidentally. And then uh, finally we were able to conceive Declan. We did not have to do uh, in vitro fertilization, uh, which we are extremely thankful for only because it is an extraordinary burden, yeah. uh, both financially, but more importantly, especially on the woman, because yeah. she would need to go like Aaron in this hypothetical would need to get shots sometimes daily, sometimes, you know, almost daily. Uh, there, there's ju- the, the, the procedure in order to harvest eggs from what I understand is extremely terrible. Uh, no part of that is fun. And if you know a woman in your life that has ever even tried IVF, 
you, I, I don't know how to verbalize how brave that woman is. And I mean, okay, the couple too, but particularly the woman, um, right. that is absolutely tremendous and, and terrifying. And I can't imagine what it would be like. And we were very lucky to avoid that, but we still needed quite a bit of help. And so after Declan was born, you know, everyone was, you know, all our family and friends and whatnot were extremely pleased. But after a little while, you know, both sides of the family started being like, so how about number two? <laughs> and, you know, th- that's not a bad thing, right? They're, they're, they're trying to be encouraging and enthusiastic and none of that is bad, but you know, from friends and family and, and acquaintances, even, sure. you would always hear like, oh, well, now that you've had the one, then it'll be great. You know, you've blown out whatever issues you might have. It'll be it'll be <laughs> easy peasy because that's how medicine works. Exactly. Yeah. I remember that. I'm, I'm skimming for it. But I remember in your post about Declan, uh, you talk about, you know, people asking you or friends saying they're going to have a baby and how it just like getting stabbed, like. Yeah, the yeah, pain that absolutely. people would inflict unknowingly, right? Like this is not to blame anyone ever. Yeah, but you know, people just people just don't know. People get excited and, and don't think it through. Um, and, and yeah, I think um, I mean, first of all, I'm super glad that it it went uh, at least a little smoother this time, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and that you didn't have to go down the the road of IVF. I've, I've heard similar stories that it's it's really brutal. And yeah, I mean, I, I think it's. Um, I think it's a testament to you and Aaron that you guys would want to open this door again at all, right? Like, like I think it would be, I think a lot of people, and there's no, like, if, if this was y'all's decision, like, I totally understand it and support it, where you said, you know what, that was, that was really rough, and uh, we have our family, and this is just going to be the size of our family. We don't want to to revisit that that ground. And so, I mean, hats off to y'all for uh, being willing to to take that on again and face it again, because I'm not sure. I mean, I'm not sure that I would want to. You know, I think a lot of people don't. So, uh, I think y'all are really brave for for kind of getting back into that world. Well, it's, you know, it's very kind of you to say, and I, and I really appreciate it. And it's it's funny because it was. And this was kind of the conceit of my blog post. I don't know how well it came across, but but the thing with trying this time and when what ended up happening was we went through the same procedures we did with Declan, but it took considerably less time. It was only two or three months that it took as opposed to the nine it took for Declan. Um, yeah. But the the thing with it this time was in many ways it was it was just as terrible because you still feel kind of defective. And I talked about this more on the the post for Declan, but you know, it was very tough. And and like you were saying earlier, you know, not not only would friends be like, Oh, when are you having kids, which would hurt. And again, just like you said, they, they didn't mean it to hurt by no means were they intending to be jerks. It's just totally, they didn't know any better. And so it hurt. Um, but additionally, you know, a lot of friends that we had uh, in all walks of life would be like, Oh, you know, we, um, we thought maybe we should start trying and who knew the very first time we, we got pregnant and it would just be like, Oh, God. Yeah. And yeah. and this happened numerous times. And in fact, like right. my younger brother who understood my immediate younger brother, I'm the eldest of three. Um, he understood better than almost anyone, you know, what we went through because he's my brother. He saw it all, you know, he saw the, the, yeah. the really unfiltered version and he and his wife, um, had been married for a few months and he said, to his wife and then eventually told me the story like, Hey, you know, Casey and Aaron had real problems and and it was never really diagnosed for us, which one of us was the issue. If that makes sense. Like it was just a crummy luck. Um, and so he said to his wife, you know, man, maybe, maybe we should start trying, even if we're not a hundred percent ready. Like 
what if it takes a long time? And, you know, they got married later than we did. And not that they're old, but they're they're older than we were when we started trying. And so, you know, they thought, well, maybe we should get started. And sure enough, it worked for them almost immediately. And I'm like, and I'm extremely <laughs> thankful for that. Like, I'm glad that it did. But it's yeah. funny how, you know, you start once you hear about these stories, you start thinking about the idea of having a child a little differently. And so anyway, so it was uh, it was a lot quicker for for sprig as we're calling it you know if you recall (laughs) if you recall we called declan sprout and we're calling this one sprig and so um it was much quicker for sprig and on the one side it was just as terrible because you can't help but feel defective you can't help but feel like why is this happening to us and again it's it's funny because really our experience while simultaneously terrible was nowhere near as bad as what many other couples had and in in episode five when you were on uh, early on in the in the in the show's history that was kind of a theme or something that I think all three of us wrestled with. Like each of us had these like kind of really crummy hands dealt to us by life. And in so many ways, like the hand that Josiah has been dealt and that your family as a whole has been dealt is infinitely worse than anything Aaron and I've had to deal with. But yet it's, it's kind of not because everything is relative and everything is different and everything is unique. And I don't mean to take away from what you have to deal with. God knows I would have, I would still be in a puddle in the corner of the room, just a a complete mess, but it's weird that everything it's all the same and it's also different. And, and what was nice about it with Sprig, and I talked about this in the post is that at the same time, as it being just as terrible as it always was, it was also slightly easier too, because the whole point, what what Aaron and I were trying to accomplish back in 2014 and 2013, well, all the way back really to 2010, was we just wanted to have a kid. And many couples aren't even lucky enough to get that far. And we were eventually lucky enough to have a kid. And even though Declan drives me up a friggin' wall, oftentimes daily, I love that kid to death and we're so unbelievably lucky to have him. And so we were successful in that regard. Um, and so even if this time, if it didn't work out, if we weren't lucky enough to, to, to strike gold again, it would stink, but we, it would have been okay. And because of that, it was comparatively more nonchalant than it was with Declan. That isn't to say it wasn't extremely serious and it wasn't, I don't know. I don't want to use the word dire, but I can't think of a better word for it. Um, you know, there was so much of it that was that was intense, I guess is the best word I can come up with. But in the end of the day, if it didn't work out the way we wanted, we knew we would be OK with it, which is in comparison to with Declan, where, you know, if it didn't work out the way we wanted, that would have been utterly devastating. But the good news is, you know, we are we tried very hard this time too, if not for as long, we still tried just as hard and it ended up that we got really damn lucky. And so we're super thankful for it. Yeah. Uh, to back up to a, a second, uh, I think your point about like relative, the relative nature of suffering is definitely true. And uh, I don't remember what I said on that, on that show, but um, you know, my, my standpoint that has evolved over time, uh, mostly thanks to a really good therapist, but uh, yeah, I mean, th- there was a time in my life that, like, if you were coming to me talking about this, I'd be like, well, it's not a cancer diagnosis and a baby, so, you know, screw off. <laughs> and that's completely, like, inhumane yeah. of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, every every family, every person, there's some talk in the chat room, too, like, every family, every person has what their brick, you know, whatever it is. And some people's may be more dramatic than others, but everyone everyone carries that brick. And I, I think that uh, that your approach of it, of like, hey, you know what, like, 
it's really sucks. And you, like the honesty you have about that is really healthy. Uh, because if, if you're not having those conversations with yourself or with your significant other, then it's going to come out anyways, but it's going to kind of come all, come out all at once. And it's going to be a dumpster fire. Like I know this firsthand. And, yep. uh, so I think y'all being like honest with each other and with yourselves about going into this, uh, the second time around, it's probably like the healthiest thing, healthiest way you could go about it. Um, uh, but you know, I, I, I think it's awesome. Uh, uh the picture of, uh, Declan and Aaron uh, on your site is just adorable. Um, <laughs> thank you. Uh, yeah. and, and so uh, I know, uh, cause I, I talked to you in advance. Uh, I know that you, the gender is known, but it's sealed in an envelope in your house. Have you opened the envelope? No, we haven't yet. And you know, uh, we, we do, it on, do it on the show. No. Look at Aaron. <laughs> do let, it. Let me wire up a second mic for Aaron. Uh, yeah, I should no, just sit next to you. It'll be fine. Yeah, it'll, it'll be great. Come on. Uh, the, you know, it's funny because um, for Declan, we found out, and Aaron and I are both super type A. We're we're, we're planners. Yeah. We want to know. That's what really surprises me about this. Like yeah. I. Mary wanted to not know. And I was like, no, we have to know. Like we have to know if we need girls clothes now or if we get yeah, with the exactly. third, you yeah. know, we have a boy and a girl. We're probably going to have one of those again. Like we can get rid of, <laughs> we can get rid of half the stuff in our attic. Like we must find out. And she's like, no, we have, we have everything for both. So we'll just be set either way. I'm like, no, no, you don't understand. Like I want to clean out the attic. And uh, <laughs> so it was stressful for us, but uh, uh, yeah, I, I'm surprised y'all haven't looked. Did you end up for any of them or all of them? We knew all of them. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. You know, the thing of it is, is that, uh, so I didn't at first want to find out for Declan and then Aaron started hinting to me that she wanted to find out and right about the same time I was like, no, 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 we probably need to figure this out because <laughs> you know, we just need to know. And yeah. And so we did for Declan, you know, it, it, when you normally do at about 20 weeks, give or take a little bit. Um, and for this one, I, th- I don't know. I- I'm going to tell you what I think. And then in- when Aaron hears the episode, she'll correct me and I'll, I'll have some follow up in a few weeks. But to me, I feel like I'm pushing harder to not find out. And the reason I feel that way is that in some ways, this is, this is, l- I I feel like it's life's last great surprise and left to our own devices, assuming that that Sprig is born and healthy and everything works out. This is probably going to be it for us, at least sitting here now. And so with that in mind, um, I feel like this is our last chance to have life's last great surprise, which is a terrible, like there's so many surprises in life. Like I recognize that, but I just kind of feel like it's the last great surprise. Yeah, and so I, I understand. I, I get that. I mean, that, that resonates with me. I, I, I wouldn't be able to do it cause I'm so type a that my brain would explode, but <laughs> I, I, I totally get that. I think, I think a lot of people feel that way for that exact reason. Yeah. And so we, the reason we wanted to have the envelope is because we wanted to have a backup plan. If one day one of us looks at the other and is like, uh, I just got to know, you know, so, yeah. so we wanted to have the backup plan, but we're trying to hold on and trying to see. And, and it's funny because I kept at one point when we were deliberating whether or not to find out, I thought to myself, you know, what we can do is we can, we can have like a family member, uh, look at it. And this is again, before we found out and, and have a family member look at it and they'll just tell us if we need to buy girls clothes and other, then we won't know. Wait a second. 
that's not yeah. how this works yeah. at all. That's, so, that's literally fine, the same as opening the envelope. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so here it was uh, for a fleeting moment. I thought I was so smart, but yeah, turns out not so much. But um, but no, we haven't uh, opened the envelope. I hope that we can hold out. I'm not too confident we're going to. And if I were wait, if I were to wager a guess, I think sometime in the next month or two we'll probably end up opening it. Yeah. But I'm hopeful. That will hold on. We'll see. But um, but I need advice. I need advice from you. You are the seasoned uh, professional, despite being a few years younger than <laughs> I. Um, how do you how do you have a second kid? And I don't mean the mechanics of it, but like, how do how does that work? Because I feel like I'm tapped out on one. And not to say this wasn't deliberate. I mean, obviously, literally, we tried very hard to have this child. Yeah. But but like, it's as deliberate as it gets. Exactly. Exactly. But like, <laughs> but how does this work? Because you know, it's. But I I mean that kind of silly in a silly way but also kind of genuinely yeah. because i feel like and and i i know i just asked a question and now i'm going to pile on and not let you answer it but you know here it is we're starting to get to the point that declan is starting to be semi self-sufficient and he's going yeah, to be going a, to preschool yeah exactly yeah. he's going to be going to preschool in the fall only two days a week and only for like three hours at a clip but it's still something um you know like i said earlier we're mostly out of diapers at this point uh, you know, in so many ways, I feel like we've really got everything kind of working the way we want. We've done several days lately where we've chosen not to have him take a nap because we're doing something all. We've chosen to let him not have a nap or not have him have a nap because we're doing something all day long. And, um, and so we know that he can get away with that, which means that allows us to do like an amusement park or something like that, you know, where normally we would never do that because we're so we're so worried that he needs to get his nap in, et cetera, et cetera. And, and now he's like, he's, he's starting to be a real honest to God human, like you said. And then now we're adding a whole, we're, we're starting over. So am, are we crazy? Like, how does this work? How do you do this? I mean, there, there's, there's, I think there's two sides to this. One is like all the mechanics get more complicated. Uh, Great. Right? You're, you're, you're going from playing, <laughs> especially, you know, uh, Aaron at home is going to be going from from playing one on one to playing zone. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, I think I think I think your bigger question is like, how do you do it like emotionally? And uh, hopefully, this makes sense. But like the way that your heart grew when Declan was born, right? Like you had a capacity for care that you didn't know you had before. Um, that just happens again, right? Like like it doesn't diminish your love for the first child. You just have another whole bucket of it for the second, sure. and. Uh, and I think for me now, the mine are a little bit older, um, you know, ours are, are nine, eight and two right now, uh, or eight, seven and two, I don't know, whatever, however old they are. <laughs> that really goes against what I'm trying to say, honestly, that I, <laughs> eight, seven and two, that is the correct age. My favorite thing is watching them interact and watching yeah, their relationships yeah. as a group and one-on-one and... You know, if, if you have a boy, they're going to be close in age and maybe they don't get along forever, uh, like like boys tend to do. Mm-hmm. But even if that's the case at some point down the road, their relationship is going to be very special to you and Aaron because you, you see them for who they are and who they are with each other. Like my favorite thing is just like observing my kids interacting when they don't necessarily know that I am, right? If I'm, mm-hmm. if I'm on the couch reading or, or, you know, on my laptop or something and they come in uh, and they're just kind of doing their own thing, uh, sometimes I'll just kind of hang back and just see what they do. And that's a really special thing because you, you get to see, you get to see who they are through, through a different filter than, than who they are with you. Uh, yeah, man, you're going to do great. Like, like it's, it's, 
yeah, like, you know, you got to like move two car seats or, you know, you're going to do like four times the laundry than you did with just one kid. <laughs> laundry is exponential. I don't know how that works. Yeah. Uh, so is the grocery bill, by the way. Oh, delightful. But, uh, but like you'll just make, you'll make it through all that. Right. And, and uh, it, it really is just a, a really special thing that, that you, 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 you don't diminish what you have for the first you double it when you have the second and triple it. If you're like me and have a third. And I understand the words coming out of your mouth, but I, I don't, I don't feel like I'm capable of that. And if, if Sprague, you ever listen to this, I don't mean that because I, I, I like Declan more than you or anything like that. It's just like, I feel like my cup is already overflowing. Like, especially after yeah. all the work that we went through to have Declan. And now again for Sprague, how can I possibly have more than what I already have, you know? It's just going to happen, dude. It's just going to happen. I mean, I I, had, I felt the same way a little bit. And by the time our second came around, just I had been sick for a while. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had that on top of like, you know, I've got one kid who's sick who's, you know, he wrapped up his chemotherapy right before Allison was born. And I was like, I just don't feel like I've got the capacity to do anything. And and it doesn't matter because when you hold him for the first time or, or you, you take that picture, I love the picture you have of, of uh, Aaron and Declan after he was born. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just it just unlocks, man. It's like, you know, you just the the ability just just opens itself up, and uh, I don't mean that like in a mystical way. Like it just, it's just something that happens, <laughs> I think. But uh, but yeah, the laundry's exponential. You're you're screwed when it comes to laundry. Yeah. Well, I mean, if that's the most if that's the most I have to worry about, then I, I'm doing pretty well. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I you know the thing of it is we're we're super excited. We're still kind of scared. I mean, it's 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 so funny because everything feels the same as it did before. And yet at the same time, it feels so very different, right? Because you have had the experience of having done it. And, and it's funny because before Declan was born, I I don't remember if I ever stated this on a show or not. I, I probably did, but I was very worried about not being my own parent and mimicking my parents because sure. although my parents were not perfect by any means, I feel like, I I liked the way I was raised and I felt like they did right by me most of the time. And so I was so scared before Declan that I wouldn't, I I would fail him by trying to be my parents and not being my, being myself. I almost said my own parent, but you know what I mean? Like not, 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 not not being my own man and my own, not, not acting as a dad in the way only I can. And now, similarly, like Declan is not perfect and he has his foibles, but at the same time, I feel like he's a pretty good, pretty good, pretty chill kid. And, and because I don't only have, because I only have one and, and I, I haven't seen with my own eyes that every kid is different and, and the same inputs don't cause the same outputs. Nevertheless, like, even though I recognize that in my brain, my heart is worried that I'm going to do the exact same thing with Sprig as we did with Declan. And that would be doing a disservice to Sprig because Sprig is not Declan and they are not the same person. And so I'm scared. I'm excited. I'm thankful. I'm petrified. It's, it's so many emotions all rolled into one. Yeah. I mean, the fact that you're worrying about this shows that you're on the right track, right? If you were just stolen and like, yeah, it's going to be easy. Like that's not <laughs> the right way to go about this. Yeah. Uh, because, because each kid is different and you know, we've, with our three, they're, they're very similar in a lot of ways, but they're also different from each other. And like you said, the same inputs don't equal the same output. And it's just so interesting to, to see like the the combinations of Mary and I in them. And, and you know, it 
you know, if like, so like Allison and I are very similar. Uh, she's probably the most similar to me more than the boys. And, you know, we connect on, in a different way than I do with the boys. And, mm-hmm. uh, and part of that's probably just the, the, the gender difference uh, between her and her brothers too. But yeah, you, you, you you see what resonates in their personality with you. And, uh, it's a, it's a lot of fun. It's just fun to, like you've learned with Declan to see them grow from this, like potato that you have to feed every two hours to, <laughs> to a human being. Right. I said that jokingly earlier, but I kind of meant it. Like, no, 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 I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, and not in a bad way, right? Like babies are adorable, uh, whatever. But, uh, like, like Jude and Declan's age, like, you know, coming up on three, is really fun because their personality comes out more than it has. And they're, they're talking more and they're, they're mobile and you kind of see who they're going to be uh, more than you do when they're younger. And so you get to, you get to relive that all over again, which is a huge blessing. Yeah. And, and I, I, I'm super excited about that. And, and to build on what you were saying about Jude and Declan, you know, um, I, I can't speak for what you've done with Jude, but uh, over winter and especially over the summer, we've brought Declan to, um, to uh, romp and roll, which is kind of like a kids, like a, a, a gymnasium sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. And get some, get some, uh, some uh, social time in. Yeah, exactly. And so we do this with him, but over winter and over summer, they have camp. And so for like the Christmas break, they did a couple of sessions of camp. And for summer, you know, they, they offer camp almost every, or pretty much every week. And, and for the camps, we bring him and we drop him off and then we disappear and it's just him. And, the first couple of times he went to camp, both in December and then especially in the summer, it was striking to me that for the first time in his life at two and a half and now almost three, he was having experiences without any representative of Casey and Aaron there with him. And by that, I mean, no grandparents were with him. No siblings were with him. It was just Declan. And so, you know, he like today he went to romp and roll camp. And so you know, we, we, when he got home or when I got home really from work, I talked to him about like, what did you do at romp and roll camp? And, and he could be fabricating lies and I wouldn't be none the wiser because no, you know, it's not like Aaron was there with him to corroborate, you know, what he was saying. It's just, he is having his own experiences. Like, again, I I understand what you were saying perfectly when you said, oh, they're finally human because he's now having experiences that are unique to him that, that, I will never have. And that's weird because for the first two ish years of his life, every experience he had either Aaron or me, or maybe one of our parents or siblings was there with him. And it's just, it's crazy. It's, it's just, it's flabbergasting to me that now he is doing things without me. And I mean, obviously that's going to happen, but when you're there all the time for two years, it's striking, or at least it was for me, it's striking that now he is becoming his own person. Yep. That's what they do, man. That's what they do. Yeah. They also grow up and get bigger and that's really weird. Eat more. <laughs> more dirty laundry. Talk back. Yeah. Disobey. Yeah. Come on, kids. Oh, man. So any any final tips as a, as the seasoned parent of the two of us? What, what, do, oh, I man. Need, what do I need to do? Y'all, y'all are going to be great. Uh, man, I hope so. Y- you guys got this. I appreciate it. Well, Stephen Hackett, thank you so much for uh, stepping in for, for our mutual friend and uh, and doing a killer job of, of imitating yeah. him. Next time, I'd appreciate if you work on your British accent. But, you know, for this time, yeah. since you're sick, I, I'll give you a bye. I, say, I would settle for being able to breathe uh, <laughs> easily. But, uh, yeah, so, so thanks for having me. Um, if people want to find show notes this week, you can do that on the website, relay.fm slash analog slash 114. That's a crazy, crazy number. I know, right? Um, you can get in touch with Casey and Mike there. There's an email link 
uh, you can send Casey a fax if you want to, I think. Lots of, <laughs> lots of options there. Uh, but no, man, thanks for having me. I, I was super pumped to get to do this episode with you. And again, just deepest congratulations. Well, thank you so much. And uh, for the listener, the regular listeners, uh, we are returning to the Firefly Viewing Club next episode. And if my records are correct, the next episode is number nine, which is entitled Ariel. So that is going to return next episode when Mike is back with us. Until then, Stephen Hackett, thank you so much. You bet. Thank you.